You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. 50 is not old. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. Episode 110 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm Chris Hahn, your host of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast with Chris Hahn, in case you didn't know. Thanks for joining me and thanks for sharing this podcast with your friends and following me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. We continue to grow every week and it's because of you. I, I got to tell you though, I, I, I'm opening with a sports story because um, watching the PGA Championship over the weekend, I was particularly offended. Um, Phil Mickelson won. Congratulations, Phil Mickelson. I'm not offended by the fact that Phil Mickelson won. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I've, followed him for a long time I've actually enjoyed watching him play I even actually enjoyed when he had that match last year when it was just him and Tiger and Tom Brady and um, Peyton Manning and Phil was talking about a shot and explaining what he was going to do and then just did it it was just anybody who doesn't play golf doesn't care but this is not about golf Phil is 50 and he won a major championship making him the oldest person to ever win a major championship. I am not quite 50 yet, but I'm getting close. I was particularly offended by CBS Sports yesterday when midway through his final round, leading the PGA, they used as a bumper to one of their segments, the great Neil Young classic, Old Man. (laughs) Now, I'm sorry. 50 is a lot of things. It's middle age. It's upper middle age. Call it whatever you want. And yes, he's far older. He's playing with Brooks Kopka, who has won two PGA championships, one right here on Long Island at Bethpage that I witnessed firsthand. Uh, who's much younger than him? I think Brooks is 31. But 50 is not cause for old man, take a look at your life. I'm a lot like you. I'm sorry, CBS Sports. I know you thought it was cute. Whatever millennial working that... Uh, Uh, recorder was, I got to tell you, I'm just going to rant about this for a second because it's about Gen X and millennials and Gen Zs and of course, boomers. Now, Gen X exists. I'm sorry. We exist. All of us in our 40s and early 50s and I guess late 50s even, uh, maybe even 60s at this point. I don't know. I guess I'm on the tail end end of Gen X. I was born in the early 70s. Maybe I'm at the beginning. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Gen Xer. I feel like society does not acknowledge our existence. 
And Phil, who is clearly a Gen Xer, 50 years old, was in college the same time I was. Um, I'm sorry. You don't play old man. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that I was offended. I'm going to write a letter. I'm Again, I'm not a millennial. I don't get offended like that. That's I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, I, I was just saying, come on. Old man for a 50-year-old, uh, it was it was pathetic. So for whoever was working the play button uh, at CBS Sports this week, and hey, let's get a bumper, Phil's winning. Uh, yeah, how about Neil Young's old man? Whoever thought that was a good idea, screw you, okay? Screw you. I bet you you were a millennial. I bet you you were a millennial and maybe even an older millennial, you know, like a 37-year-old, 38-year-old millennial who just loves defining themselves as a millennial, but nobody really thinks you're a millennial. Here's my offer to you, millennial who pressed that play button to play old man as a bumper for Phil to describe Phil Mickelson. I will run any distance with you over a mile. I'm not a sprinter. I'm not going to be doing, you know, 100-yard dashes with you, but any distance you want. Let's, let's start with a, a nice 10-mile jog. You tell me who's older, Mr. Millennial. I'm sure of it that it was an older. Somebody find out for me and get back to me on it because I really want to know who was in charge of picking the bumpers for the PGA on Sunday. Uh, you know, I didn't see the same problems the rest of the week, but I wasn't paying as close attention as I was yesterday. Uh, I want to know who's in charge of picking those bumpers because that was pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And I, for one, uh, want to meet this person and I want to run laps with him and see if he can keep up with me. I bet you he can't. Anyway, so just at that, let me just leave it at that for now on that issue. It's not really my regular topics here. Uh, I've got a lot of politics. I'm going to talk with my good friend Janet Johnson in just a few minutes. Uh, so you'll have plenty of fill on on that. But before I get to Janet, you know, I just want to point out how pathetic Mitch McConnell has become. On January 6th, I thought that he broke with Donald Trump. Uh, he had broken with him earlier in the day saying, hey, look, the election's over. We're going to certify the votes. And then after the insurrection, that forced him to flee the Senate chamber. And he came back to the chamber. He made a speech that made me say, man, this guy's done with uh, the former guy. But clearly, both Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, and I would say 80% of House and Senate Republicans, are fully wedded to the fact that they believe they cannot win without the former guy. And and they may be right, because the former guy's people are not coming out without the former guy's encouragement. I, I think that they've become pathetic losers. And the fact that they will not even allow a vote or they will, there's going to be a vote. Chuck Schumer says there's going to be a vote on the January 6th commission. There will absolutely be a vote. They're not going to let them just put a memo in for uh, a cloture, you know, they're saying that they're going to filibuster. There will be a cloture vote uh, at the very least. And I hope it's a roll call vote. I want to hear them stand up and say that they're not going to even allow an up or down vote on the January 6th commission. These people won't allow an up or down vote or they don't want an up or down vote on a January 6th commission and they won't vote for a January 6th commission because the former guy doesn't want them to vote for a January 6th commission. And yeah, it is against their political interest to have a January 6th commission because a lot of them are complicit in what happened on January 6th. And you know what? 
We didn't ask the Nazis at Nuremberg, Nazis, if they were okay with the Nuremberg trials. We did not. We didn't ask Osama bin Laden if it would be okay if we did a 9-11 commission. We're asking Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, who encouraged the riots. We're asking Rand Paul. Somebody described Rand Paul on the internet the other day as having uh, porn hair. I, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what that means, but I thought it was funny. Um, no, this is ridiculous. I know that there are at least six Republicans in the Senate that should, in fact, vote for this no matter what. But one of them, Mitt Romney, who I assumed was in the bag to vote for this, has said he's undecided. Now, undecided, you know, maybe he wants something. I don't know. But that says to me that they are not going to let this happen and that they are whipping hard against it. So I'm looking at you, Joe Manchin. I'm looking at you, Kristen Cinema. I'm looking at you, Senator Warner. Time for the filibuster to go. If they are not going to compromise on the January 6th commission, and by the way, the compromise has already been made. A group of Republicans and a group of Democrats sat down in the House of Representatives and banged out a deal. And the Democrats gave in equal staff, equal numbers on the commission. Uh, You need to have a majority vote to get subpoena power. Or you have to have an agreement between the chair and the vice chair. The chair would be from the majority and the vice chair would be from the minority. The, the whole thing's supposed to be wrapped up by January so that it wouldn't interfere with the 2022 election. Those were all the things the Republicans asked for. The Democrats in the House of Representatives gave them what they asked for. The Republicans are now not taking yes for an answer on this January 6th commission. And if they will not allow this to go forward in the Senate, they will not allow anything to go forward. They will not be able to negotiate a deal on anything because whatever they negotiate has to be cleared through Mar-a-Lago has to be cleared through the former guy. And if he says no, deal's off. So why would Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema and other Democrats who are blocking the elimination of the filibuster continue to negotiate with these people? They have no spine. They will not negotiate in good faith. And even when they have a negotiation, they will walk away with it if that's what the former guy wants them to do. Time to end the filibuster and go it alone. And yes, I get it. If they ever take back power in the Senate, and they probably will at some point, that will spell trouble for Democrats and their principles. But you know what? Elections have consequences. Democrats were put in power in this country to get things done. I don't want to hear about the 75 million people who voted for the former guy. I want to talk about the 83 million people who voted for Joe Biden or 82 million. I want more attention paid to them. To not have this commission go forward because of partisan nonsense. Really, I mean, not even partisan nonsense. It's one guy who doesn't want it to happen. And maybe a couple of these senators who are really complicit in the problems. I'm sure Josh Hawley is not looking forward to a, a, a January 6th commission. I'm sure he's not. I'm sure that there are some members of the Republican conference in the House of Representatives who gave tours to some of these guys, reconnaissance tours, prior to uh, January 6th. I'm sure they 
do not want this hearing, uh, this commission to be set up because it's going to really shed a light on the problems that they caused. But you know what? We need this commission. And if we don't get it this way, we're going to investigate it another way. And it's going to be a very partisan way. I I have called on uh, Merrick Garland, our attorney general of the United States, who should be on the Supreme Court right now. I have called on him to appoint a special prosecutor. I believe we should have, I don't know, let's do what they did for Benghazi. They had 11 committees investigating Benghazi, and then they appointed a select committee to investigate Benghazi. Let's do that. Let's spend $30 million doing that because this is worse than Benghazi. Sorry, much worse than Benghazi. This was an attack on our republic from within. This was an insurrection. This was treason. The people who supported this are traitors to our country. The members of the Congress that may be complicit in this need to be rooted out and thrown out of Congress. Or at least their constituents need to be told the truth so that a bright light is put on what they did to help cause this. And when they stand before the voters, they can explain why they think that was okay. We can't negotiate with them. They won't negotiate in good faith. If they won't let this through, they won't let anything through. It's time to end the filibuster and move on. All right. I'm going to bring in my buddy Janet Johnson on the other side of this break, and then I'll be back to wrap it up in a few. Thanks so much for all you do for me. Uh, Really, really, really appreciate it. Listen to this. You're going to love Janet. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Janet Johnson, I mean, you don't really need an introduction to this audience. You're like my co-host, practically. I have every, I'm like, I haven't talked to Janet in like five weeks. Let me get Janet on the phone and get her on to talk a little politics. How you doing, Janet? I'm doing well. I'm uh, going back to work tomorrow and uh, life's returning. I feel good. I, Me too. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm three weeks past my, my vaccination. Yep, I'm fully vaxxed. I'm fully I'm vaxxed. Back. I got my daughter her first shot two weeks ago, 14 years oh, old. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so pretty soon the entire clan will be fully vaccinated. And, uh, you know, I just did a whole rant about, you know, how long do I got to wait for these schmucks who refuse to get vaccinated? Well, you don't live in, you know, the Appalachian, you know, backwaters. Like I, I, I know, but it's, <laughs> but there, you know, think about this. I live in a highly populated area. And even if 40% yeah. of the people yeah. are idiots, that's still a lot of idiots, right? No, you're right. But, you know, I think, and maybe the CDC is going to do better at this. You know, I, I, I got to say that the mask thing was a little confusing. And I'm, I think indoors, the message is not great that we shouldn't be wearing if we are vaxxed because then, 
the people who won't get vaxxed obviously right. be trusted. The people who won't get vaxxed didn't want to wear masks to begin with. Yes, I don't trust <laughs> them just to like, no, no, I, uh, you know, I'm not vaxxed, but uh, but you know, but here's one. But here's the thing, right? We're protected. They're not. We are. Yeah, although, you know. <laughs> like, how, how, but you know, like, this is what I was asking. Let me just, you, you, you tell me if I'm an idiot. <laughs> I would never say. How long do I have to wait for these people to come around now? We've been doing everything right. We, we, we've right. social right. distanced. We've right. washed our hands 35 times right. a day. We wore masks. Right. We avoided crowds. I didn't go to a Trump rally. Right. <laughs> you know, you wanted to. Uh, yeah. I didn't go to a Joe Biden rally. I didn't hold a rally. No rallying. Well, although, you know, so in my office, I I have three employees plus myself. I, I worked from home. I'm the boss. I guess that's my prerogative. I felt guilty about it every day. One employee, the, uh, the other attorney, uh, you know, um, Biden voter immediately got vaxxed, you know, was actually, you know, got word that we could get vaxxed way back in late February, early March. We like kind of cut in line. Right. Um, she's easily sold. And then the other two women who were, you know, the support staff, maybe not as sophisticated, not as educated, they weren't going to do it. Neither one. And um, one of them probably didn't vote. She's from Mississippi. The other one definitely voted for Trump. And I, it took a lot of work. And, you know, I think I told you the, the last one who's married to a definite Trumper wasn't going to do it. I offered a bonus. Her husband has health issues. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. Um, and she did it. I got them all vaxxed. And it took, you know, a little bit of creativity. It took some money. It took, which I'm happy to give them. You know, I mean, to me, that's money well spent. I think that's what we're all going to have to do. I mean, we do have to get to the point where we don't look down on these people. And right. some of them aren't, they're not necessarily not doing it because Donald Trump told them not to. I mean, on the, you know, I don't even think it's that. Donald Trump got vaccinated. No, I know. And and even the one, when I said that, she's like, no, 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 he did. I think there's a whole, you know, her first response was, do you know JJ? They call me JJ. Yep. Um, JJ Law. JJ J. Johnson <laughs> Law. At, she's at J. Johnson Law on Twitter. There's a nice plug mid-sentence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, hey, Miss Johnson. No, they call me JJ. Um, it's political. And I said, no, it's not political. It's Science. Right. Definitely not. Right. So she she had that perspective, but then I have clients who I'm also kind of talking to about it, and you know they can't keep their licenses straight, and they can't stop committing crimes. Are they going to run out and get back? Right. Right. No, I mean some people. It's just not on their radar, and we have to get it on their radar. You know, so get people mobile back. Maybe like. Um you know, when the police pull people over, they could say, hey, if you want to get out of this ticket, I'll give you a vaccine right now and you're oh good God, to go. It's brilliant. Can you make, let's promote that. That's brilliant. Yes. If you're listening, I know I have a lot of police officers listening to me right now. Uh, you know, speak to your superiors. I mean, maybe we can get this going. Like vaccine. Uh, cops aren't getting vaccinated either. You know, like here in Florida, a lot of cops are not getting vaccinated. That's amazing. I just it's, don't, it's like people are like, I don't know what's in it. Well, you don't know what's in anything. Well, <laughs> you know, and I'll I don't know what's in it, but I'll see you at McDonald's later. Well, one of, uh, one or two of the people, one of my employees in particular, you know, I don't like to put things in my body. Uh, oh, are you still smoking? I mean, she right. smokes cigarettes. She doesn't want to put something in her body. Right. I mean, a woman I know who's a lawyer, very smart, allegedly progressive, has, you know, didn't, wouldn't do it. She has three daughters and her husband, they won't do it. She has fake breasts and, and Botox. I mean, you have so much in your body. Yeah. 
She's got Botox in her body. She's worried about the vaccine. Botulism. You inject botulism into your face. So, you know, I think we're getting there. I mean, Biden's doing a great job. We're so close to 50%. Right, right. What a great day that will be. And, you know, compared... 60% of Americans have at least one shot. Over, well over 60% by now. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And in just in a 140 days that he's president, it's like crazy. It's, it's great. Yeah, and, and now, you know, he's brokering peace in the Middle East and yep. forcing Israel, which, you know, the press, the last 10 days since this has been happening, you know, they love to find some sort of Dems in disarray or Biden, you know, facing yep. reckoning. You know, Biden talked tough to Netanyahu and then Netanyahu got the upper hand. Well, within 24 hours. They, there's a ceasefire. Yeah, of course. Netanyahu's going to talk. Give me a break. It's well, like no, but this, you know, didn't we get peace in the Middle East from Jared? I mean, yeah, I thought Jared was going to take care of this. <laughs> I thought he had it all under control. You know, I think next time we send somebody to have peace in the Middle East, we should have them get peace between people who are actually shooting at each other. Well, right? Would not do it for a public relation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if they already have trade deals with each other, they're probably not at war, and it's right. probably no, not a big let's deal. Not hold a, a ceremony for it. Yeah, right. I mean, it is. You know, uh, again, like things are good right now, right? And you know, you know, we have a president who is answering, you know, for climate change. You know, who's actually working for the American people, putting money in their pockets. You know the. Everything's, you know, the gas thing. There are little things that are going to happen that are not his fault, you know. And we're going to get a January sixth commission, although these people don't want to know what happened when they almost got killed right. months ago, right? Or five months ago. I mean, that's that's bonkers, right? Completely bonkers. It, you know, I, I I I spent the first two segments of my show railing about this. Tim uh, Ryan, right? It, yeah, it's 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 pathetic. These people were there. They saw what happened. They then negotiated and got everything they asked for. And by the way, Nancy Pelosi set them up for this, right? She she made these crazy commission right. and then, right, right. oh yeah, sure, we'll do it this way. Which is yeah. way which the way all these commissions are. They're fifty fifty. Not no elected officials get it done before the election cycle. It's always done that way. Right, right, right. She didn't give up anything. Right. She didn't give up anything that she wouldn't have given up immediately, but she didn't start there. Right. Um. And and they get everything they want. And they don't go for it. I don't know how these 35 Republicans who voted for it stay in that party. I don't know how you do it. Well, that's what, you know, Tim Ryan's great. You know, my husband immediately said, oh, I just deleted an email from him because we get so many. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of these guys. But Tim Ryan's, you know, great point is we don't have two parties that are pro-democracy. No, we don't. And you need to do that to have a functioning democracy. I mean, you know, Liz Cheney, she's not this great hero. I mean, what she's doing isn't that ridiculous. No, she's just saying, uh, truth, uh, this is the truth. This is a fact. We need to accept the fact. Right. And, and, you know, the, the big lie, you know, and what we just have to make sure, and, you know, you're doing it on Fox and, you know, I'm on HLN talking about murders and stuff. But, I mean, what we have to keep telling people is that it isn't both sides. These recounts are not legit. No, yeah, this Arizona recount is ridiculous. And now other states are, you know, oh, that looks like a good thing. Oh, yeah, let's hire the cyber ninjas to do this. It's like <laughs> the cyber ninjas. <laughs> right, and, and and it will go nowhere except, you know, it will keep this party kind of, you know, perpetuating the fundraising and the, you know, the it's, sort it, of it's, rallying their troops, which, you know, interestingly, if the abortion decisions don't 
go well yeah. in terms of, you know, for us and for women and for the majority of what Americans want, then what do the Republicans do? I mean, if they end up winning and overturning Roe, essentially. Yeah, they're, the evangelicals have no more reason to be with them. So, Janet, we're talking about these maniacs and we're talking about the uh, uh, the 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 fraud, the the never ending grift that the Republican Party has become. I mean, there's no no other way to put it. Right. It, it's I got into it's a little either grift or or, you know, pedophilia. I mean, you know, it's both the Matt Gates, you know, group and the they're unbelievable. Right. Like the, the, a group of criminals. You, all you have to do is see a headline about, you know, the activity and, you know, the party as soon as you right. see. Right. What they're doing. And, and the funny thing is they accuse Democrats of being pedophiles, yet Matt Gates is accused of being a pedophile by the I government, mean, by by the police. Oh, it's un, I mean, he, he's he's in deep trouble. I think, th- you know, things are not going to go well for Matt Gates, And, you know, they shouldn't. I mean, he's another one. No, of those, he's the worst. He's the worst. And that whole group of those sort of inept, attention seeking, dumb, really fascist. You know, people that are the Republicans, especially in Congress, but now in the Senate. I mean, you know, it used to be that, you know, when we were young, that you would think, oh, you know, Congress people are a little loony, but senators are all going to be sort of like stand right. up and right. buy the book. You know, you, you know, you can't. Tommy Tuberville, you know, is not Daniel Patrick Moynihan. No, right? no, not at all. No, he's not even Bob Dole. <laughs> He's not even Bob Dole. Right. <laughs> He's not. He's, Bob Dole, I mean, I would settle for, uh, you know, Orrin Hatch. <laughs> well, yeah, Orrin Hatch, you know, I mean, these guys are the ones that, you know, now you look at them and, you know, they, they, they're they critical. You know, you know, Boehner, who's not a, who's a congressman, but I mean, they, they come out now and say, yeah, these people are nuts, you know, and they get that this party is a party of... You know, really fast. I mean, it is fascist. I hate to say, you know, they're, we're they're fascists. They want they want the loser of the election to be declared the winner. Yes, that is not democracy. Right? No, that's we're, not how it works. It, fortunately, not yet. No, thanks to them. No, no. I, I would imagine that if they take control of the House of Representatives well, uh, and we ha- and they have to count ballots in 2024. Right. Now, the thing is, is that the person who will be presiding over that, her name will be Kamala Harris. So, right. so right. no matter what, concerning. that is concerning about the midterms and about, you know, the results of, you know, the census. And I mean, you know, it's always concerning. I just I do think that we deserve, you know, kind of like the covid, you know, we, we did well. We survived a year. We deserve a break. We shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. We worked hard to elect Biden. We worked hard to take over the Senate. Right. We should, you know, it's only been five months. We do deserve a little bit. You know, I can't. I'm on Twitter way too much, and you see people who Me are like, too. you know, Chuck Schumer, what's everyone doing? Why is anything Yeah, why has anymore? nothing happened? A lot has happened, quite frankly. They got, they've got a couple bills passed. I don't know if you've been watching. Remarkable. Right. Remarkable things have happened. I mean, the most progressive since LBJ, if not FDR, I mean, you know, crazy. And we're beating a very contagious virus. You right. Know? I mean, the, Biden's been fantastic. I don't think we can say enough about how well he's done. No, I think he's been great. I mean, I think he's been great. I listened to his remarks uh, this this afternoon about Israel. Uh, and, you know, you and I are both big supporters of Israel. I'm, you know, I'm a New York half Jew. Yeah, I'm a full Jew. I'm right, full, I'm right. A- and, 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 you know, we used to work for Chuck Schumer. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I am yeah. a supporter of Israel. I, I, I wasn't happy with what was going on in the Middle East, but I wasn't like blaming Israel for it. You know, there. But, no, well, but the United I mean, States sometimes has got to step in and say, okay, time out. Everybody go to your corners. We're no, the leader of the world. I 
Benjamin Netanyahu, I mean, I do, you know, just because we want a Jewish state and we are Jewish or partially Jewish, I mean, Netanyahu is a bad man. He's a very bad man who's who's probably going to prison if this doesn't help him stay in power. No, I mean, it, you know, he keeps dodging bullets. You know, he's it's becoming sort of Putin-esque. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who cannot, he's not ever going to leave office from what what we can see. Right, and, right. Well, didn't, isn't he in a transition period right now to leave? He well, I mean, he lost the election, but there was not a clear majority. So, you know, I guess he has an opportunity to make a coalition government. He didn't do that, and so I think that's why he started a war. Yeah, you know, yeah. we can tell. But you know, we don't. It's not anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Israel to say it's not okay to bomb children. Right. It isn't, and it's right. not okay. You know, to basically, you know, Netanyahu is Donald Trump. I mean, you know, he would do the same things Donald Trump would do and has. Yeah. Yeah. It's a you shame. Know? It's a shame. Yeah, and, and he'll probably be moving to Florida soon and, you know, getting his homestead exemption with Donald Trump, who, you know, who, by the way, is not going to end up in prison. I no, I've been telling everybody that. Look, yeah. I, I mean, you know, we're all going, exci- we're all very excited about, you know, the New York State Attorney General making this a criminal case. The Manhattan DA has already had it as a criminal case. Uh, he's never going to jail. Now, would Eric or Don Jr. go to jail? Maybe, but Donald Trump Sr. is never going to jail. Just yeah, keep and even mind. if the corporation is found guilty of crimes, a, a person won't likely serve jail time. Right. And, you know, Rick Scott, his his company was committed the largest Medicaid fraud, and nobody did any time. No, and he's so, the senator yeah. from Florida. Right. <laughs> you know, was the governor from Florida. Unbelievable. And, uh, well, that's uh, exciting, though. We have some good stuff going on in Florida. Yeah, you got a good candidate for uh, the Senate in Val Demings. And, yeah, that, she's that, fantastic. That's going to be a race. Uh, it's going to be, I actually tweeted out, what have you done today to make Val Demings the next senator from Florida? She's great. And, you know, you can't say she doesn't back the blue. No, no. She is the blue. Yeah, she was a police <laughs> chief. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect yeah. candidate for that seat. Chuck Schumer strikes again. Yeah, she is great. And then Nikki Freed, who is our only statewide elected Democrat, which is amazing. She's the agriculture secretary and is going to run for governor. So is Charlie Crist. So, you know, we have, who knows? I mean, I don't know if Charlie Crist is, has another life in him this time as a Democrat. For yeah, I, you know, I don't think people are going to trust a former you know, former Republican with the Dem- I just don't think it, you know, I mean, they trusted him with a house seat, which is one they thing, did. but, but the, but the governorship, I, I don't know. And I mean, he's I guess- been good. He's been good in Congress. I think he's not an exciting candidate ever. Anyway, uh, you know, the, I'm conflicted. I love Nikki Fried. I think she's great. I hope it's her. The thing that maybe he has going for him is the, you know, kind of Cheney, Liz Cheney Republicans that, some still exist in Florida. Right. Maybe have some nostalgia where they can say, this is a Democrat I could vote for because I voted for him when he was a Republican. Right, 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 right. He's got to oh, figure maybe. out, they, they got to figure out a way to get those Cubans, you know, oh. down in Florida. You know, so I was talking to AJ Delgado. Do you know who yeah. she is? Wow. I had her on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, she's great. And she was saying, look, I mean, it's a generational thing. You're just going to have to wait. <laughs> That's what she said. You know and- what? I, yeah, but this generation's not any better. And I, I think part of it is, that all of this, you know, sort of Facebook, you know, the people spreading the disinformation about vaccines and the election, they are doing it in Spanish in South Florida, and it's been super effective. Yeah. And 
when I was doing phoning for Biden and I was calling people all over the state and Democrats, I got quite a few Hispanic voters down south who had gotten this ridiculous disinformation about Biden and said, well, I heard he had been anti-immigration, too. Like, yeah. No, that's not, you know, just crazy. No, that's what they, they, they are fantastic at going with these crazy lies, you know, lies. And then they they did it in Spanish and we didn't combat it. Like we spent no time until it was way too late right. down there to combat this misinformation campaign that they, they ran down in South Florida. And it, it really worked. I mean, Joe Biden lost 15 points in some counties. Right. You know, right. It's, in, in Clinton counties. Yeah, 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 in Clinton County. Yeah, and and the the Miami Herald was disseminating this Spanish propaganda, supposedly unknowingly, and you know, like, like you said, Democrats definitely Florida Democrats are awful, pathetic. Yep. Uh, let's let's hope with Val Demings uh, yeah. running for Senate, the National Party gets very involved. All right, and I'm with Janet Johnson, who's one of my favorite people. Look at that. Look at that transition right right into it, man. That's some solid radio right there, America. I don't think you I don't think you appreciate it enough. It's solid. Uh, so I'm back with Janet Johnson. We're talking about all the madness going on in America. Let's talk a little bit more about the cyber ninjas. The cyber ninjas. And 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 their plan to uh, to find bamboo in the voter in the voting paper. Yeah, and you know, I I you keep seeing headlines that other states are gonna try to do this. It's not, I mean, on Fox, I guess it's getting covered. I bet, you know, 80% of Americans don't even know this is happening. No, I bet you That's you're right. Goodness. Unless you watch Rachel Maddow, because she's, she's on it like, you know, like white on rice. And she's yeah, on it. I, you know, I, I, they're, they're a bunch of clowns, you know, and, and that's basically, I think it's what happened in the election. If you're a clown, then these are your people. But if you're not a clown and you used to vote for the Republicans because, you know, X, Y, and Z, you're not going to be convinced, you know, to come on board, right? Yeah. This isn't, it's not inspiring stuff. It's clearly, you know, this kind of cue. I mean, you know, you read articles yeah, about normal it, people it, who became Q, but I don't think normal people really buy into, like, this kind of lunacy. Some do. And you know what's going to happen? The problem, the, the problem that's going to happen here is that the cyber ninjas are going to make up some problem with you. They're going to say, we found 40,000 ballots that had traces oh, of, of bamboo. Of course. And uh, they must have been shipped in from China to elect uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. And the Republican wackos in the Senate and, and the Assembly of Arizona will take this up and make a big deal out of it. And it'll be covered like regular news. And uh, I don't think so. I mean... First of all, after January 6th, I think most regular news are going to realize that covering this kind of, you know, seditious, you know, disinformation is not, it's not good. And no. it's not news and it's, you know, could be really damaging. It is damaging. So, you know, I don't think there's a mainstream appetite for the the lie. I mean, I, they don't call it out as much as they should, but I don't think they'll disseminate it as much as, you know, they might have in 2016. You know, and I also think that what they're going to come up with is going to be so clearly bogus. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. They can't come up with the fact they can't say they can't realistically change the math. Right. Although there has been all sorts of chains of chain of custody issues with these ballots at this point. So it's almost impossible to take anything that comes out of this seriously at all. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I was a poll watcher, you know, the 
ballots, there is a little bit of an honor system to how these things are transported. And I mean, it's not, you know, it's not an exact science. Right. Enough people vote in enough places and Biden won by enough votes. And, you know, and when you do hear about fraud, you know, I, I covered this murder trial for HLN with this or murder accusation that this husband's wife is missing and he's suspected of now charged with her murder. And then in the interim, while she was missing, he voted for her yeah. and voted for Trump. Right? Right. I mean, when that kind of nonsense happens, it almost always happens on the Republican right. side. Right. There's been, only been four documented cases of voter fraud in the 2020 election, and they were all Republicans who voted for Trump. Right. I mean, so I mean, they, they're not going to get there and they're certainly not, not going to get there in enough places that anyone's going to you know, say, oh, maybe, you know, and Joe Biden is, is president. He's not right. going to not be president. Right. So the, I think the energy, you know, again, like even for liberals, you know, I'm tired of fighting. You know, I, we live in a representative democ- democracy. We want to elect people to go represent us so we can go to work and, you know, feed our families and try to not get COVID. I mean, we got a lot on our plate. I don't think normal people want to relive the 2020 election. And even, I mean, he's popular, by the way. I mean, Biden is very popular. So what are, are people going to really look at it and say, yeah, that Donald Trump really was good. Maybe we, you know, that election. Remember remember when we were all stuck in our houses and nobody had a job and we were broke and we were worried if we had enough toilet paper? Right. Remember and then that the mail stopped coming, and then remember when know, they took. Remember when they closed the post office because they didn't <laughs> want people to vote. Right. I mean, how? Like, our, what are we going to be nostalgic for? Right. I mean, what are you? Nis- I don't know. But the, here's the thing, though: seventy-four million Americans voted for him while all this was going on. No, for sure. Right. You know, they no. they're like, you know, I like the cut of his jib. I mean, five hundred thousand Americans are dead, but it's not his fault. Right. No, it's a cult of personality, <laughs> right. and, you know, he was a TV star. I mean, not for nothing. The guy who's not that smart and not that su- not successful in any way made himself into a TV star. Yeah. Like, really, no talent whatsoever. So he had some something, I guess, akin to charisma that people, you know, dialed into. Yeah, and people love it when people are racist like they are. Right. Right? Like, he's saying the things we wish we could say. Right. Yeah, he tells it like it is. Yeah. But that perfect combination, I mean, you know, Giuliani's son and Eric Trump and, you know, the Marjorie Taylor blah 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 right. they're not going to get that same reception. No. I, that's why I keep saying, like, look, but for gerrymandering, yeah. I think 2022 could be a good year for Democrats because these Trumpers aren't coming out for, you know— some right. no-name, no-brand-name Republican. Lunatic, right. Right. I, I think it will be. I think it's going to I, I think it's gonna be okay. I don't think we're going to pick up seats, but I think it's going to be okay. I think we're going to lose the House and pick up a seat or two in the Senate. That's what I think. Oh, interesting. You know, I, well, gerrymandering. We're going to lose it in gerrymandering. Texas is picking up seats. California and New York are losing seats. Just do the math. I mean, it's yeah, not— Yeah, so it wasn't as bad initially. And, and the other true. districts— I don't think it was clear that the districts are are all, you know, red districts. Well, but here's the thing. So New York will do its best to get rid of as many Republicans as it can. California right. has nonpartisan district district drawing, so there's no pol- politics at all involved with that. So who knows what happens there? Uh, but Texas, Florida, what do you think those boneheads are going to do? <laughs> right. They are going to be drawing districts that look like right. something out of a sci fi thriller 
to make right. sure that the Democrats are all in one or two seats and that they pick up as many Republican seats as they can get. Yeah. You know, and, and that and it, when the House is only six now, I wonder what happens to these 35 Republicans that can't possibly be happy with Kevin McCarthy. Um, you know, I don't think Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House no matter what happens next year. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting uh, it's going to be an interesting year. And I think more Democrats than Republicans will vote in this next election. Right. But I don't think which, it's going to matter. Which is the case anyway. I yeah, mean, it's always right. the case. Yeah. And, right. and and gerrymandering has always been uh, our big problem, not just because, you know, most Democrats live in a couple of states. It's it's just a horrible thing. All right. And I'm back with my good friend, Janet Johnson, who is at J. Johnson Law on Twitter and a regular on HLN and CNN. And she should be doing more, quite frankly. She, they should have given you Jeff Tubin's job the minute he whipped it out. I've said that. I've, I've uh, never done that in a Zoom meeting. I think that gives me some. I, I, I've heard that you've never whipped it out in a meeting, ever. He right. went to college with my brother. I actually I feel bad for him. I, I feel bad for him, too, because I I don't think he did it on purpose, but he still. No, I, but yeah, it's not his first offense. Oh, it's not? Yeah. That was not the first time, so he did it I on purpose? Literally, that happened. But, uh, you know, he's been, um, you know, he's had a checkered past. Of, you know, he, he impregnated some woman not as, who's not his wife, and, you know, but his wife stayed with him. And, you know, he's had a few different kind of crazy things, you know, like the sort of John, you know, Gary Hart. You know, right, right, right. Should be successful and yet manages to, you know, shoot himself in the foot every time he can. Oh, but, boy. Yeah, we don't see him, though, do we? I mean, he didn't resurface anywhere. No, he's gone. Gone for all. Who was it? Uh, Santorum is, you know, actively talking about how it's good to exterminate Indians. And yeah. he's on CNN. Could you believe that? How do they keep that guy on the air? It's just, well, you know, it's this anti-anti-cancel culture. I mean, it's okay now to say things that are racist and offensive because, you know, both sides, right? Yep. So now it's, you know, it's okay to be, you know, a little racist. It's okay to run over protesters. It's, you know, it's okay to support cops who kill. I mean, there's a guy from Missouri running for Congress who's currently facing charges. I mean, can you believe people. that guy? Can you? running for the Senate. I'm sorry. He's running for the Senate. Yeah, he's right. Look, I'm sorry. This is a grift. The whole thing is, the whole Republican Party is a giant money grab from unsuspecting people who probably can't afford to give them their money. But do. Paying bonds for the murdering kid that Kyle Rittenhouse. Yep. There are people. Ricky Schroeder, by the way, who did that. Beats up his girlfriend or wife and then yells at people at Costco about wearing a mask. Did a whole thing. We're calling male Karens either Rickies or Schroeders now or Ricky Schroeders. We haven't. You know, the Karen thing is a little sexist. I mean, I don't want to be like a killjoy, but I always get a little, you know. I get annoyed because every Karen I know is a lovely person. Every real Karen whose name is Karen. They're all lovely people. Oh. And, and um, you know, so I don't like the fact that we call them Karens, but uh, call them. I, I don't know what else to call them. I, I Ricky Schroederettes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Trump. Trumpers. Trumpettes. Trumpers. Trumpettes. Yeah, they're Trumpettes. I mean, in the end, every one of those people is a Trumper. If you're yelling at someone having a barbecue in yep. the park because yep. they're black, if you're, you know, running over protesters with your car, if you're going January 6th, I found out I live in this little tiny beach community one of the the people in my little tiny town is facing charges for the January 6th. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I probably see this guy, you know. Actually, there's a guy around the corner who still has a couple Trump signs. 
I'm not sure it's not that guy now that I think of it. It's funny. There was a guy around my corner that used to drive me nuts because I used to drive by his house in a huge Trump flag. January 6th came. He took the flag down. And I my wonder, neighbor, yeah. Yeah, I wonder like if that like got like I just wonder if there are people who are like, you know what? I like the cut of this guy's jib. I like his no nonsense approach. I don't like regulation. I don't like people who have to. I don't. People don't like political correctness. There's a lot of that. Um, right. And you know, maybe the guy said, you know what? Taking down democracy, yeah, bridge too cool. far. You yeah. know. Or maybe under advice of counsel because he was one of the rioters. And maybe, maybe, maybe he's. A, he's I also believe he is a a, a Suffolk County sheriff. Uh, always, always. No, yeah. there's a lot of crossover. I yeah, I mean, I, I mean, people could vote who they want to, right? I'm not, but you know, the, the, when you try to overthrow the government because your guy lost, that's that's where we draw the line here. I think. I yeah, think and the disconnect is here. These people, you know, who bragged to their dentist and bragged on Instagram and Facebook and you know told everyone that on their you know selfie videos that you know they were attacking cops and they were proud of it. Right. I mean, if you're a thin blue line supporter, these people. They're not your people. I no. Mean, that's the They're not. They kill cops. They killed them. They right. killed cops. So, all right. I only have a few minutes left with you, and I oh want to God. talk a little bit about the Supreme Court before we go, because you are a lawyer and a legal analyst on CNN and HLN. Uh, the, this Mississippi case that bans abortion after the first trimester yep. is making its way to the Supreme Court this session, this term. They're going to hear it. Yep. Uh, and a lot of people think that this could be the end of Roe v. Wade, or at least drastically limit it. Right. Uh, um, you know, give me your impression on what you think is going to happen here. Yeah, I mean, if you believe what these the new justices testified to in Congress, you know, the precedent should be safe, right? I mean, if they told the truth, they respect stare decisis. You know, Kavanaugh, right. Amy Comey Barrett, um, Gorsuch, you know, we know Thomas doesn't, you know, I think Alito doesn't, you know, but... Right. Allegedly, you know, the answer is always is, you know, Roe versus Wade still good law? Would you uphold the law? The answer, I think, in decreasingly, they were firm on this, but, you know, the answer has always been, you know, kind of like, do you support Brown versus Board of Education? Yes, that is decided law. Right. And we're not going to undo that. Uh, they claimed that. I don't trust, I certainly no, I, I, think I don't trust them, right? Amy Comey Barrett is definitely going to vote to keep this to overturn Roe, essentially, right. or at least Casey. And I think that, you know, I would say the same thing for Kavanaugh. I mean, he obviously lied anyway. Right, of and, course. He lied about a lot of things. Right, he lied about a lot of things. So, yeah, I think it, it is on the chopping block. And I think, you know, this is one of those things where the, these, the Republicans are going to have to, you know, they're, if they get what they wanted, which... That most Americans, and I, again, the the secretary I'm telling you about, who was you know kind of a semi-Trumper, but used to be kind of you know sort of blue collar before yep. she worked for me. Um, you know when when Trump won in '16, I said, well, you know there goes Roe, and she said, no, 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 they can't do that. Of course they can, well, and of course right. they can, and of course they will, because right. as big as their crazy base is, they love the evangelical base even more. Because they are consistent. So, what happens to that base? so when I said, well, yeah, they can, she said, but people want, you know, safe and legal abortion. Well, yeah. don't vote for these people. Don't vote for people who are against it. Right. I, you know, I mean, I, I know that you would think that Trump wouldn't be against it because that's what he said his entire life. But he's also very transactional. <laughs> and he wanted well, Jerry Farwell Jr. to enjoy it. He made these appointments. He thought he put this 
you know, gamble that these people would get him reelected as they got him elected in 16 among, you know, other Russians yeah. and, and that, you know, these were the people that he should appoint. I mean, his sister was a Clinton. You know, I know. Janet, craziness. Janet, we got to leave it there. Goes That's too not. fast. She's at That's Jay not. Johnson Law on Twitter. Catch her on HLN on the weekends. Janet Johnson, thanks for joining me. Have a good one. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with janet she's fantastic she's at jay johnson law on twitter make sure you're following her i'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast uh you love her because she's been on a lot she's one of my best friends that i've never met she's somebody who i've been doing tv and radio with for i i think probably close to 10 years now and i've never met her so there you go (laughs) this is the weird wacky it's weird wacky stuff That's my bad Johnny Carson. So before I go, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the clown car that is Matt Gaetz and Marjorie Taylor Greene in the House of Representatives. How we live in a world where one of our major parties thinks that this behavior is okay is beyond me. I mean, I I don't want to keep talking about it. I talk about it way too much. We all talk about it way too much. I feel like we're giving it way more attention than it deserves. But it is dramatically horrible, if you ask me. And I know that those two words don't probably don't go together. But it, it, it's I don't even know how to describe it. I I know last week I might have I don't know if I did this here or I did it on my uh, radio show. I might have talked about that uh, Stephen King movie It and how it wasn't too good. Uh, these people are like that stupid clown in that movie. You know, he's terrifying if you're five years old, but it's it's kind of ridiculous if you're a grown-up, right? That's who these people are. It's ridiculous. This is the House of Representatives. There used to be a thing called comedy. Not comedy, comedy. Where members were respectful of each other. They didn't troll each other. Even if they disagreed, they would say, my right honorable friend from wherever that person's from. All oh, the distinguished gentlemen from Missouri, blah, 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 blah. My good friend X, whatever. Now we got these clowns trolling the other. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene has basically been stalking AOC since she's got the Congress. She was stalking her before she got to Congress. We all saw that crazy video of her speaking into her mail slot in her office. 
ridiculous. That woman's a member of Congress now. And then she makes these remarks comparing wearing masks to the Holocaust. I'm sorry. I, I am the grandson of two Holocaust survivors whose entire family, other than the few who escaped, was wiped out in the Holocaust. No, no. Wearing a mask to protect your fellow citizen from a horrible disease that you yourself might be spreading by not wearing a mask and not getting vaccinated, that is not the same as an evil dictator rounding up people who he has been scapegoating and killing them. No, it's very much the opposite of that. Nobody's telling you to wear a mask because they're trying to oppress you. They want you to protect yourself and your fellow citizen. And you can't do that because you're selfish. Well, anyway, I don't want to go too far down that road. I I don't want to start cursing. I know that we live in a new world where people get very sensitive to that stuff. Anyway, I think we've had enough of me for one day. And I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.